You are listening to Humanity Unlocked. I am your host, Kimberly Diet, and with me today is my personal trainer, Loopy Ryan, who will be my guest and my co-host for this episode. The title I'm toying around with for this episode, I think, will be something like Understanding the Unrelatable, because in the seven years I've trained with Loopy, that is what I've been trying to do. There are some people who are just wired very differently. The things they love, their motivations, and how they process things like physical pain, for example. I feel like it's all so unrelatable for most of us, which, you know, you know, of course makes it all the more fascinating for me. I am a person who isn't prone to feelings of envy or competitiveness or judgment, which opens me up to learn about all kinds of people who are vastly different from me, more skilled than me and more successful than me. Loopy is an extremely driven and motivated individual, yet she's very quiet about it because I think for her, it's just normal. In the age of social media and Instagram, she's not someone who's always posting about all the amazing stuff she's doing. Like, it doesn't really occur to her to brag, but I am happy to brag for her. So buckle up, everyone. So, okay. So for 10 years, Loopy was immersed in the world of bodybuilding and is an eight-time figure competitor. After her last figure competition in 2016, she decided to retire from the sport of bodybuilding to take up hiking and mountain climbing. She has been to Nepal, where she hiked 18,000 feet to base camp Mount Everest. She attended a climbing school in Ecuador, where she hiked another 18,000 on Mount Kayambe. I'm going to... I might be saying that wrong. Then to Russia, where she climbed Mount Elbrus, which was 18,500 feet. Then Mount Whitney, Mount Dana, Mount Lyle in Yosemite, and many more. One of one of which of these was done in the snow, and we'll, we'll talk about that. These are the things she does for fun. She doesn't get paid to do them. This isn't her job. It's what she loves, and it sounds absolutely dreadful if you ask me, but that's what makes it so interesting, and that's why she is here. Our episode today will be about a bunch of stuff. We'll recount my personal weight loss and fitness journey that she was an integral part of. We'll also chat about the topic of fitness competitions, the prep, and all the ins and outs relating to our participation in that arena. We're going to talk about her transition into mountain climbing, and of course, I'll ask her a bunch of questions about her mindset because I personally have never met anyone like her. So with that, welcome, Loopy, and thank you for being here. (laughs) She's so uncomfortable right now. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you, I think. (laughs) Okay, um, so I'm going to walk her through this, and I have to start by telling you guys how much Loopy did not want to do this, okay? And the reason you agreed is because I staged her home for sale free of charge, and, you know, with the only condition, of course, being that you would record an episode with me. So here we are. Loopy's not one to talk about herself publicly, at least not on a podcast of all things, but she's a good sport and I'm going to make it as painless as possible. Okay. So I want to talk about how we met, um, how I became a client. Uh, but before we do that, let's just, uh, real quick talk about how you got into personal training. You were a stay at home mom of three. And then at some point you started working out at a gym, uh, before you branched on your own. But I also know you worked out of the home too, like worked, did training out of your garage. So tell me how that all started. Um, I, oh gosh. So I stay home mom, and once they were out of school, it was, what do I do with my life now? Right. And I was really kind of lost. I had an high school, a high school education, but I really didn't have anything. I'm not like an office type of person, um, but I did get my real estate license to mm-hmm. start working with my husband, and about 30 days of that, and that was a no-go. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is not for me. I can't believe you got your license. Oh, yeah, I did. I did the first time. I did the wow. test, and I passed, and... 
I mean, I'm like, ooh, Team Ryan, and ooh, Team No. <laughs> he was just very, I mean, he's engineer by trade, so everything was by the book. And for me, I'm like, well, if I get to the same destination, why does it matter? Yeah. And then I found out if your like, T's weren't crossed and your I's weren't dotted, like you could be sued or lose your um, commission. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, this isn't very fun. You know, this is not, you know, a good time. And then the market flipped. So houses were in foreclosure and you can do a deal for like months and you don't get paid. Right. So scratch that. I, that was off the list. So true. So I started, I played soccer since I was 10 and mm-hmm. I blew out my knee. And that changed my life. And this was, when you blew out your knee, was it after you had kids? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I had three kids and I'm like, what am I doing? You know, I've got three kids I have to take care of and I now have a blown knee because I was a pro soccer player. No, (laughs) this was a rec sport. Yeah. So I gave up soccer and I started rehabbing my knee and I just fell into the weight room, you know, and just rehabbing, rehabbing, rehabbing. My kids were in school. I really didn't have anything that I needed to do, but take care of myself. Had you gone, had you worked out at a gym up until that point? Uh, I did, but I never really did heavy weights because I didn't want to bulk up like a dude. Right. And I was just more legs because I needed strong legs for soccer. Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing I did. Wasn't really familiar with a lot of the stuff. I just went in for legs. Mm-hmm. And I just started weight training, strength training. I was there for like five days a week. My kids were in school. And the trainers there were, they'd watch. I was very friendly to everybody yeah. and um, talking to people. And they said, you should be a trainer. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, we will pay you to tell people what to do. And I'm like, what? That's yeah. a thing? Like, you'll actually pay me? And they said, you know, go to the certification class and we'll hire you. And so I molded over for a while. And my husband, who's always been, you know, I'm sure he didn't want me in his real estate world, mm-hmm. you know, really encouraged me to go that, you know, just I would be better suited to do something more physical. So yeah. I took the class, took the test, passed it. Yeah. And they hired me same day, California uh, fi- uh, Fitness. Yeah, California me. Family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, but they are very basic. They kind of teach you how not to hurt somebody, really not how to be a trainer. Right. And it's just very, very bare minimum. And they're about making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's a business. Mm -hmm. So I felt like a used car salesman and it was not my thing. And I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, I want to help people and show them. But when I feel like they're running from me, I feel like a a sleazy car I so can't see you in that role. I know. (laughs) So I was there for almost, I want to say two years but not very happy, just kind of mulling through. I picked up a fit class and I would work out with all these seniors that I loved and just got them to dance to 50s and just making fitness fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband, you know, they just had me working weekends and my husband's like, you know what, look, I can take care of you. You don't need to do this job. You're not happy, um, but I love doing what I do, but they just didn't really show me how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I had a good friend of mine, Sarah, who at the time we played soccer and she said um, she was doing a figure competition So I went to see her and I seen her on stage and she was in this beautiful glittery bikini. Not that that was my thing, but to see her on stage and like her shoulders and her abs and her legs. And she was beautiful. Like perfection. Perfection. And she, and I'm like, oh, I want to look like that. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to be a trainer, I feel you should have aesthetically look like a trainer. I mean, not necessarily be a bodybuilder, but you know, learn how to do it. So I reached out to her and I said, please show me how to do a figure competition. You know, train me. I will do whatever you say. So she was like, really? And I said, absolutely. So for the next, I'm going to say three months, maybe four, I started my very first comp prep, Mm -hmm. um, which was so different. Um, Trained four or five, five days a week, I believe. 
but three with her. And we just, she showed me how to separate the body part. She talked about her diet. Um, she had me logging my food, which I cheated all the time. I'm um, not with my food, but writing it down. It was mm-hmm. so tedious, mm-hmm. but it was very old school. Broccoli, chicken, egg whites, oh my gosh, very yeah. strict. And I'm very compliant um, because I, I want to get the best result. Yeah. So I did exactly what I was told. And uh, we got to the time it was competition. And now I look so much different because I did this and I look like this. Mm-hmm. So the payoff was there immediately. Yeah. I was like, I could see my shoulders and I was seeing myself evolving in I felt I felt more my role of my job as a personal trainer. And so I was like, oh, wow, I like this. So the day before the competition, she says, let's get, um, I was talking to her and she goes, okay, this is what you need to do for your tan and things. And I said, you know, I really don't want to do it after all. <laughs> I remember yeah. this. I forgot yeah. that part. And she goes, and I said, she goes, excuse me. I said, so I have the body I want. <laughs> That's I'm going to really pass want. on the uh, show. And she was, we were in a car and it was in the parking lot. And she said, you were going to do this show if I have to drag you across the stage and, and you know, you're going to do it because you've you've prepped for this and you were going to finish. Yeah. I don't care if you never do another one, but you will start what you finish. Mm-hmm. And I just and I was really I was scared of her. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of looked at her and mm-hmm. she goes, I will see you tomorrow morning. And I'm like, OK, so um, got the, you know, $150 tan and got to the show. I was so scared. I was shaking in my heels like and these are plexiglass hooker heels. I'm a tennis shoe girl. Oh. And so you slap these heels on. She let me wear her $700 bikini. Oh, my god! Which I've paid more since Oh, then. I know, I know. So I put this thing on, and um, I didn't put any makeup on. I'm in this dark tan. I just like a mocha color, ridiculous looking. But when you're under the lights, everything mm-hmm. pops. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, go, go. And she pushes me out on stage. And it was a very small show. And my mom and my sisters through my prep had never, didn't know what I was doing, but they knew I wouldn't eat their food anymore. <laughs> so they had no idea what, what I was going with this or doing, but I'm like, I just can't, I take my own food. I was very strange. And you are from a, uh, your mother is a... A caterer. She's an authentic Mexican yes. food, like very, yes. yes. Food is love. And food is love. If yeah. you do not eat her food, she is not She's happy. offended. Yeah. She's offended. So she, uh, needless to say, she was not happy with me for a while. And then she sees me walk out on stage. Now, again, small show. I walk out on stage and I am shaking. And my mom, oh, my God, (laughs) how did she do this? And everybody's laughing because it's that small of a show. And my mom is just like like tears. My sister's crying. Aww. My best friend Carrie was there. She's crying. And I'm so, and I could see them because they're right in the front of the yeah. aisle. And I am just shaking in my shoes. And we they get us up there. And I'm only competing with maybe four people maybe. Yeah. And they're having us do our quarter turns. And I forget to put like something on my lips. So oh, my shoot. lips are crunched together. Oh, God. And I am trying to smile. And the judge who I later became good friends with he was like smile number seven and my lips were the ugliest contorted looking things you could ever imagine gotta go look at the pictures oh go they're bad they're bad (laughs) i mean i've seen it but i haven't looked that close yes Yes. and so we quarter turn and i i do win um i win first place and they have everybody off the field and they give me my trophy and i'm like okay thank you and i walk off no no we need pictures yeah no i'm okay no no we need pictures because they need to promote their show so they drag me back out on stage i'm doing these you know posing there's pictures everywhere and then they say no you have to stay there and i'm like why well because we need to judge the overall no i'm good (laughs) i don't want to do anymore like i did what i came to do no no you have to stay so they bring on the short class winner the overall um 
the bodybuilding woman and then me, mm-hmm. which we looked such a, got a band of just three. One was very muscular, one was tiny, and then there's me. Yeah. And they have us quarter turn, quarter turn. your figure. I'm figure. There's bodybuilding, there's bikini, and right? And there's, um, yes. So you're the middle. Okay. I'm in the middle. So we do our quarter turn, quarter turns, and then, you know, the same thing. Would you please smile, number seven? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to smile so bad, and my face is just like up and down, up and down. It was, And uh, I did my quarter turns, and they said, you know, 20, 30 seconds, and they're like, number seven, first place, you went overall. Wow. And I was like, what? I was so excited. Grab both my trophies, beeline off the stage, and they're like, no, no, go back out there pictures. because they need more pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, I really don't want any more pictures. And they're like, it's really not optional. Yes. And they're like, my coach is like, get out there, get out there. And so it was just very uncomfortable. The stage. This gives everybody a glimpse of like what I have to deal with getting oh, you here. Yeah. You just don't like oh, it really. I don't. I love the behind the scenes. I'm like behind the curtain. Yeah. And I, I really, I appreciate it. The work it takes and the strength training. I love the discipline. The food is so much better now opposed to then. Um, but it's just, I love the hardness of the day-to-day, like, structure. I'm yeah. really good with structure. But to, to walk out there on stage, it takes everything because it's not my comfort you zone. You need all that attention no, and all the eyes on I you really and, don't. I love yeah. to have the look, mm-hmm. although it is not a healthy, I know. We'll in get hindsight, to that. it's Ooh. very not a good look being 8% body fat for a female. Um, but it's cool that I could do it. You mm-hmm. know, it was like, it was my hard. Yeah. Um, because I, I wasn't going to play soccer anymore. And soccer was my passion. So it, did you start training? I know you, tr- I feel like when I met, because I met you originally, actually met you, didn't know you, but met you before Mark and I even got married. Or it was like, I think so. And at that point you were training out of your garage. So did that come after you started competing? Uh, no, well, I was I was competing in my garage. Oh, you yeah. were okay. All yeah. right, so you had you had already started doing competitions, and meanwhile, yeah. you're training out of your garage. So you yeah. left the gym to I start did. doing that. Yeah, I left. I, I did my first show, and I was still working at Family Fitness. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry. First show, I was still at Family Fitness, and then they started wanting me to work longer hours, and they wanted me to be there, you know, whenever uh, weekends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've got children. Yeah, like this is not my life. Like I do this because I love it, not because I need money. Right. And they didn't pay you. It was like seventeen dollars an hour after taxes I was making 13 or something and you're giving up all this time and then they would have you clean machines and Chris came in one day and he was like you're not a a cleaner you're not a janitor you know you you need to leave here this is not what for you know so he's always been really my back like behind me pushing me and he was like start a garage gym and I'm like who's gonna come to my garage I'm like it's and he was like if you build it sounds corny they will come yeah and so I just took two people with me to my garage gym, and I just slowly, he got actually really sick, so it gave me an out to get away from family fitness, and I said, you know, I have to stay home and take care of my husband, oh. and because I'm not good with that kind of departure, so I, I used it as an excuse to walk away from family fitness and just start dealing, you know, just, you know, dealing with people more one-on-one um, whenever they wanted to see yeah. me, and it wasn't like... $1,500 package. Right. I mean, my sessions were like $25 an hour. I mean, it was just wow. like, you know, I want it cost effective. Making things so ridiculously expensive, it shouldn't be. Health and fitness shouldn't be a, a major part of your... yeah. It, How old were you when, when you started training people? 37. 37, well, okay. Yeah, 37. So like, what, like 15 years ago? Yeah, I think we're coming yeah. up on 15 years. Crazy. I yeah, because I feel like when I... Mark and I have been married for 17 and I feel like I met you at your anniversary engagement that's party. That's right, and I made the best first impression. Oh, apparently, you did. You were bougie. You were bougie. Oh, were bougie. <laughs> so you were, were about ten years apart, ish. 
I no, think. we're not 10 years apart. How old are you? 50? 53. I'm f- okay. I'm 44. So we're nine, we're nine years apart. So yeah, I was in my late twenties. That's my defense. Um, okay. Anyways. Okay. So, um, all right. So that gives everybody a, a good backstory. Yeah. We met, uh, in 2016. Um, well, we didn't meet, we started working. I had met her pr- prior because our husbands are, um, colleagues in, in real estate. Mark, my husband referred me to you. Um, when I said I wanted to hire a trainer, um, said that, you know, Chris, Chris, who's Loopy's husband, Chris's wife, um, Loopy is a trainer and, um, I'd gained about 30 pounds. And so I, I called you up and if you guys, the listeners have heard, um, two weeks ago, I had an episode about um, my own story, how I, how I gained that weight and how that all occurred. So you can go back and listen. If you haven't heard it, I'm not going to spend any time talking about it. Um, but we, but I called you up, we talked on the phone and I scheduled my first workout as far as first impressions go. When I came to the gym in 2016, evidently I didn't make the best first impression back then either. This is something you told me later on. So for the listeners, when we first met, what, what did you anticipate I would be like? Oh God, super! Because you were so nice. Yeah, I have to say, <laughs> super high maintenance. I mean, just yeah, just you walked in. Well, when I met you at your house, you were very sweet. You were not mean or me, but you were just very bougie. You know, yeah. just very Kim. Now that I know you, and I, but I know the gym Kim. Yeah. I, I see some of your pictures and things, and the big hats, and you're, you're beautiful. And <laughs> but when I see you when you walk into my gym, your hair's pulled back, yeah. and you're like, Loopy, I'm fat. Yeah. And yeah, I don't I'm want a mom bot. Yeah, yeah. I'm so deathly afraid of being 40 with a mom bot. Yeah. Please, I will do whatever you say. Just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I will do whatever you say. I'm desperate. And I'm just looking at you, but you had given me a backstory of your autoimmune issues and, and your pain and things because I didn't really know a lot about that. Mm-hmm. I just knew Mark's, um, that you had, you know, Mark's wife had like, some oh, great. health issues. And I'm just like, I don't, I'm so out of my depth here. I'm not a physical therapist. You know, I'm just a personal trainer. And I just thought, you know, and I'd read about it and I'd looked at exercises and things online and tried to do some homework, but I didn't really know what I was in for. And as far as personalities, like, were we going to match? Because I'm not everybody's cup of tea, you know? And and I thought, you know, I'm just, let's just see where we go. So you walk in and I'm looking at you and you just had this look of just help me. you like, yeah. but it was just like, I'll do whatever you say. Yeah. And those are the perfect ones because, you know, they're very moldable. And at the time I was doing meal plans. Mm-hmm. So I would have, they weren't exactly call them healthy meal plans, but it was simple. They simple, were simple. And very... it just made it very reasonable, like easy foods, um, not foods you would live on for the rest of your life, but to get to a goal, we just needed simple mm-hmm. because if just yeah. I'll talk about mine in a second, yeah. but okay. yeah. So I was just like, if we could just do the food, and we'll just treat you like a senior citizen. That's frankly. exactly what you said to me. I'm treat you like treat my seniors, you like my seniors, and we will just sprinkle love. And you're just looking at me, and I'm like, we'll push, we'll pull. Let's just see what you can do. I'll check on you the next day, and we'll just see how you progress, and we'll just slowly build as we go. And if something's like a no go, we work around it. Right. We could work around anything. Yeah. And you were just so eager to do anything. You were just like, I just want to move my body. And um, yeah, we just kind of took to it. And you were so easy and easy to talk to and eager. And you weren't, well, I can't do that or I can't do that. Or you'd be like, let me try it. You never mm-hmm. said no. Mm-hmm. You were like, I'll try it. I'll I do try now it. sometimes. Well, yeah, now you do. But <laughs> no, I'm just I give you more I mean, options do, now. But, yeah. but at the time, I was like, let's just try it. And if, you know, I can modify it. And you were so easy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then we just start talking. And you were just so easy to talk to. And I'm like, oh man, that is definitely judging a book by its cover yeah you were probably my easiest and i because 
Yeah, you've met so but, many people. I mean, I remember you saying, oh, this is maybe a year after we met, like you told me like, this is what I thought you were gonna be like. And because I, I came in saying, I'll do anything. And, and you were thinking at the time, yeah, that's what they all say. Oh, this is true. Because because really, yeah. that's what everybody says, yeah. right? Until it comes down to them actually doing it, yes. you know. And they mean, I think everybody I, of has they do. Yeah. good intentions and they really don't. They really mean it. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But when push it's comes hard. to shove, the weekends come and mm-hmm. things happen and they go out or whatever. And then they, you know, call, you know, text me, oh my God, Loopy, I blew it or I did this. And it's just like, okay, it's a new day. Yeah. Start over. Yeah. You know, it's a new day. Don't beat yourself up over that. Um, but at the end of the day, I look at people, how bad do you want something? It's what it, that's what it's all you about. You have to want yeah, it so bad that nothing yeah. else matters. With it just It's just how it is. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to keep doing this, this circle. So your mindset was like, Loopy, tell me what to eat. I will do exactly what you say to the T. And it was so against everything because a lot of it was frozen food. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna t- I want to tell yeah. them what I oh, ate. Oh, my gosh. It was so so, so this is and, – and it was against everything I had preached about. And I, I'm not – promoting it so much as I am telling you that simplicity matters so I had a gym I I had a couple different food plans but I remember one of them and I may be mixing them up but this is an example I'd had the Jimmy Dean breakfast bowl the 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 low calorie white egg egg white breakfast bowl remember that Mm -hmm. and then I added four egg whites to it so that's easy enough you throw that in the microwave and then you scramble up four egg whites add it to it I had that for breakfast. Another option I had was the was the little waffles, like the gluten. I had gluten free Vans waffles with like, um, a, it was a certain egg whites, like four egg whites, and then it was like I was allowed like two of those waffles with Walden Farm syrup, which is like no calories, which yeah. I became addicted to. We all know that. <laughs> and then there was like a certain kind of bacon I could have. Like I had pancake, no waffles, bacon, and eggs. And then the other one was a Jimmy Dean bowl. That was like a breakfast. I was like, are you kidding? I can eat this like yeah. on a diet? And you're yeah. like, yeah. And so, and all the macros already factored in, which is protein, carbs, fat. And then for lunch, um, there was like a frozen food meal. There was one was like a lasagna. One was, um, uh, one was like a fish. It sounds gross, but it, it wasn't. But it was like a fish meal. And then with like these frozen vegetables on the side. And then for a snack, I got a macaroni and cheese, ma- microwavable macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and then you had to add chicken to it. Yeah. And then dinner was like another microwavable something. And then, and then I got to have a yogurt before bed, like one of those Oikos. And I am like, there is, and she's showing me, I'm like, there is no way I'm going to lose weight on that. Like, this is a lot of food. And she goes, it adds up to being 1500, whatever, like 1500, whatever calories. You're eating easy over 2000 now. You will lose weight. And I was like, okay. And I was like, this is a cinch then. Like, I can definitely do this. And when I tell you, man, the weight just can't, I mean, just, and there was even an option, I think, um, one of the food plants had like peanut M&Ms included in it. I think so. It was yeah. crazy. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Now, is this super healthy long-term? No, but let me tell you, it was the easiest weight I've ever lost in my life. Th- those first 20 pounds yeah. came off just, so, I mean, there were certain things I had to understand, like coffee mate has a lot of calories in it, turns out. <laughs> and I drink coffee all day long. So, you know, you learn these things in alcohol. You kind of have to cut that back or cut it out. Yeah. So anyways, so that so that was her first impression. My first impression was um, I, you know, I had seen pictures of her. When I looked at her, I was like, holy shit. Because you had just competed in your last, this is your last competition with Hala. You had veins, like all, like, busting out of your arms yeah. i mean you were just totally ripped your body fat was neck like zero and i she just looked mean and she <laughs> looked like she could kick my ass and so i was i was a little i was oh. a little worried but her personality was not at all like that i didn't think she'd understand what it would be like to struggle 
with weight gain, I didn't think that you would um, like know how to empathize with that. But l- turns out later on, you, you we talked about that, which we're going to talk about. I didn't think you'd be able to like, relate with body image issues. Didn't expect um, us to talk about anything other than working out, which that's the thing that I think because 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 we laugh and crack up during workouts and it feels like therapy and and all of that. Um, I think that when people hire, hire trainers and all they're talking about is how they need to lose weight or how they're or like what they're what they're not doing right or whatever. I feel like you make it fun. Like I think that's almost your entertainment too. Mm, yeah, you know, it's it's really distract it's it's like a ploy to distract you. I really wanna um because most people dread coming to the gym. Like they yeah. dread working out. Um, but if you make it entertaining and if I laugh and tell you about my weekend and my husband or or we just talk about lighthearted things, um it just makes time go by so much faster. It does. And I'm really interested to hear about their days and what they're doing. And and some of my, I have a lot of seniors. I'm the only person they talk to all day. You're their social life. Yeah. And they come and they laugh and we talk and I just get them to say things and do things that they would never do. I know. Um, I think just they feel comfortable and yeah. they're not being judged. And again, so many people mess up with the food aspect. And I'm like, look, at the hindsight, it's just a day. You know, tomorrow's a new day. And just to make them not feel like they're a failure. Yeah. You know, and it's just like nobody's perfect. You're not that trainer that's going to, you don't beat people down. No. You're, you really, you'll, you'll correct them and be like, okay, well, what are we, you know, how are we going to do this different next time? But you don't, you do not like to dwell on things. Like no. dwell on when somebody screws up. No, it's, it's the past. You can't change it. And it's like, okay, learn from it and move on. And you yeah. may mess up 10 times. Right. But, you know, if you keep, keep learning, keep it's consistency. It's like, yeah. okay, it's a new day. It's a new day. Don't bash as a lot of people take food away. Why? Well, because I overate I yesterday. Okay, but today's a new day. Yeah. Let's just try better. You right. know, it's like one day at a time. And it sounds so simple, but it, it really is just one day at a time, being 1% better. You yeah. know, and I think a lot of people come in and, and it's like, I don't judge you. Everybody has their thing. When people mm-hmm. think, well, you don't understand. And I look at them like, well, you know, I kind of do. But mm-hmm. I, I'll usually wait a couple, you know, sessions and we, we just talk more and I kind of get to know if they're an emotional eater or, you know, what their jam is, yeah. you know, and, and just try to talk to them and, and explain that, you know, they're not they're not in it alone. It's like teamwork. Like I'm yeah. here for you. I yeah. really want you to succeed, whether you just want to get stronger or you want to get to, you know, a certain size or whatever you want. I want yeah. the best for you. And if you're happy at 170 pounds and strong, then let's make you strong. Yeah. You know, if you want to get to a certain size or fit in a bikini, then let's do that. But it's not my vision for you. Right. Or what, you know, everybody else, it's what you want for you um, is, is my what I want to do. I, I'm the support yeah. role. I'm just in the background whispering in your ear. I think you're also too as accountable as they want you to be, as we want mm-hmm. you to be. So if somebody doesn't really want to have that accountability, then you don't know. You're just like, okay, fine. Just come work out. Like yeah. that's fine. And then if they need to leave for a period of time, you're like, okay, I'll always be here. Let me know. Mm-hmm. You're very flexible that way. But if I come to you and I say, I need to lose 10 pounds, tell me what to do. We're and hold me accountable, then boom, accountability's on. So it's like you kind of work with everybody, whatever they need from you. It's like you make your, that's the kind of trainer you are for them. So I, I feel like it's different for every person. Like oh, some yeah. trainers are, they can't, they don't know how to work with anything other than one type of person. So oh, yeah. and that's there's the benefit. So, yeah. And with so many women, I mean, it just, they're all, we're all so different. You have the competitor method. Mm-hmm. I mean, competitor, a personality that's just very right on, yeah. on point. We'll do very compliant. Those are, they're, 
so good, but then could be so hard. <laughs> um, and then you just have, you know, people that really want it, but they just don't know how to get there. Yeah. They just need to be shown the road of looking at food differently. Yeah. Um, and you have people that want it, you know, during the week, but maybe not the weekend. It's not mm-hmm. as attractive. And again, the accountability. I mean, text them. Hey, how you doing, sunshine? What's going on? How's your food? I'm thinking about you. It's almost scale day, right? You know, and just to let them know, hey, there's accountability. But again, if you want it, if you don't, then I'm not, it's not my, I'm not going to police you. This is your journey. And I'm just one chapter. Like I'm just a small piece um, of just whispering in your ear. Should I eat that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should yeah, I eat that? Yeah, yeah, and because yeah. uh, I'm going to have to explain to Loopy because she's going to ask, "What'd you eat today?" Yeah. Or "What'd you eat this weekend?" Yeah. And they just kind of look at me and they're like, "I should remember this." And I'm like, "Because I'm going to ask you every time you walk yeah. in, how's your food? Yeah. What's going on?" Um, and not in a, you know, just. But they've given you that permission. Yeah. They've said that. Yeah. Then this, that's why they're seeing you. Oh, I yeah. mean, not everybody is there for that reason, no. but. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I would get, I remember in the early years, I still get them, but the text messages, like I always knew that I was on her radar, like, you know, that she was keeping tabs and keeping track. I'd asked you to, like I wanted, we were partnering together on this. So it feels good to know you're not at it alone. I mean, and I yeah. still seven, let's see, seven years later, seven years later, I'm still a client. And it's not because, oh my gosh, I don't know how to work out. I mean, part of it is just, I'm lazy and I am lazy in the fact that I don't want to think about it. I want to show up, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And I just tell you, like the other day, I said, I think I really want to work on my shoulders. I'm thinking I'm going a little flat on my shoulders. And I just, I mean, to be very honest with the listeners, I have not been pushing myself in the gym. I'm just like, I, going through the motions, I'm so distracted with podcasting and everything else. I'm, I'm just not really paying attention. And it's time for me to tighten it up. And so I just tell her, like, okay, let's focus on this. I'm ready to do this. And then she follows suit like so it's not like she'll go what's happened to you you know so it's just a different vibe and I I I really appreciate it um okay um I was just gonna say too that my mental health vastly improved when I started working out um it feels like therapy but it's not like therapy it's more just like we're talking through stuff sometimes light sometimes heavier um Sometimes we're in a group with a couple, one or two other women and we're all talking. And then also to physical um, exertion, while not always my friend uh, with my condition, for my mind, it's like been very therapeutic for my mind. I feel like the anxiety that used to plague me um, went away. Uh, most of it went away after I started working out. Um, a lot of people ask me how I've handled my anxiety and that's that's probably 90%. Um I have also referred a lot of people. My mom and my brother are both long-term clients. My brother has lost over 100 pounds. Um, my mom is 70, and she still goes to her. I'm not sure how much my mom has lost. Um, but I think that, you know, she lupus simplifies everything. And the thing, too, that before I move on to the um, next section um, about my fitness competition, I think that, well, I guess this is a good way to parlay into it. I remember coming to you about the fitness competition. Well, no, not even that. I remember coming to you about weight loss and you said, what's, do you have anything coming up? Like what, what can we, what's a goal? And I said, well, I have my, um, 20 year high school reunion. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Exactly. And you're like, when is it? And I told you the date and you're like, perfect, done. We can do it. And then I just remember thinking like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to, cause I was so felt so limited in my capacity to work out the way I thought I would need to. And you're like so much of it's food. Like if you just follow this and I, didn't know if I could believe and depend on myself, but I believed that you believed. It's like, I looked at you and I'm like, she seems sure. She wouldn't lie to me. I feel like she knows what she's talking. You were so like, sure, like, oh, it's done. It's, (laughs) consider it done. You do this, 
it's going to happen. You're going to look so good. You kept selling me on. Did you pick out your dress yet? Do you know what you're going to wear? Da, da, da. And, she, and then you would get excited with me. And it was like we were in this together. And I remember before I believed in myself, I just really bought into your belief because you um, – you've seen it happen with other people and I, you know, I haven't, I haven't been there to see that. And so your, your experience, your confidence comes from your experience and watching it with yourself and other people. So that's another aspect. I always tell people, if you don't believe in that, you can do something, anything, whether it be, you know, school, working out, like whatever it is, find somebody who does believe and buy into their belief. Uh, Okay. So six months after working out with you, I started asking questions about whether or not, um, whether you thought I could compete in a fitness competition in the bikini division, which is the lowest division. And you were like, <laughs> just so crazy because I'd only lost 20 pounds at that point And I was still very out of shape. And um, she was just like, because you simplify everything, you were just like, sure, you could totally do it. Why not? You know, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I know, I know you do simplify anything, but I wonder if you actually had any doubts that I'd make it through because it was a 20 week prep process. Um, My prep ran mid-February to mid-July. So I had Mark's birthday, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Jasmine's birthday, my wedding anniversary, 4th of July, every holiday, every birthday, every get together. And we don't realize it, but all of these things center around food. Um, This was also during Jasmine's um, comp cheer season. So I was traveling several times a month and and I couldn't do cardio, which is a whole separate issue. But were you, did you ever think to yourself, oh my God, this five months, this, this girl's never going to survive. Did you, did you think I was going to make it to stage? Oh, I knew you were going to make it did? to stage. Oh yeah. Cause you have the personality. I mean, it's then as soon as you walked in and said, I'll do whatever you want to do and whatever you want me to do. And then you took to it like a duck to water, like a pound a week, a pound a week. You'd walk in another pound, another pound, and you would shine. Like every week you would hold your head a little bit higher. Yeah. Like I did it. I did it. And our workouts were progressively getting a better. You were going, getting through them without being so exhausted. But competing though? Oh yeah. You can compete. And I just, you have, it's the mindset. It is really the mindset. And although maybe you didn't believe in yourself at the time, you couldn't tell. Like just, you were just, you look at me, you're like, you think I could do it? I'm like, absolutely. And you were like... Huh. I don't even know okay. why I thought that. I mean, I'd, obviously yeah. I did it, but yeah. I don't even know okay. what possessed me. Yeah. I think I just needed something to work work towards, and you yeah. and I, you believed I could. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess I, I guess I can. Oh, but yeah. I, I remember several times during the prep process, like, I, you know, I don't know, did I break down at the gym? I mean, it was so hard. The yeah. prep. I mean, it's just so hard, and um, it's a lot of um, you know, people don't understand how intense these preps are um i you know up until your last competition you had it way worse than i did um so i want to talk about that but it but the even the way i did it it's like everything is weighed everything is measured everything is planned in advance you plan i planned i got up every single morning had my this is before my fitness pal i like wised up and got on my fitness pal but I had a my spreadsheet that my husband created for me and I would just put in, I have my calories I could have for the day, my proteins, fats, carbs, I knew my ratio. And I would look at all my labels that I had um, pictures of and I would map out exactly what I was gonna eat for the day. And I did that for 20 weeks straight. Never cheated once. And it is so hard because with all of the holidays and the birthdays and the traveling and the, and the get-togethers, to be that disciplined and stuff, it's like, I don't know. I know I cracked a couple times. Did I ever crack in the gym? 
Um, you probably don't remember. No, I don't think you did. I think you, you know, I don't think you did. I remember honestly. I was, I obviously you was scared were, of my coach. Yeah, you were, we were both scared of your coach. <laughs> um, I did not want to be your coach, if you remember, because no. you asked me and I'm like, oh, I can't be the bad guy. Yeah. Like I can be the coach, you know, trainer, get you through your workouts, but I'm not a coach material. Again, I'm just more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just You're more, like a very good a support, accountability yeah. support. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not that hard handed, like strict. Um, but no, I, you were held it together pretty well. You came in pretty tired sometimes oh and we gosh, just got so you through the workouts, pull-ups and you were, again, you just, you may, I could see it in you. I like when mm-hmm. you walk in, I could see it and you, and it's again, it's like stage time and you wanted something. We were going towards that goal. You're goal driven. And again, in all other aspects of your life, um, besides your sickness, but mm-hmm. with your other businesses and just getting to talk to you over the, the time when you were losing the first 20 pounds. And when you just kind of said it out loud, like, do you think I could? And I'm like, yeah, of course yeah. you can. Again, it just takes, it just takes that, you know, that drive. It just, how do you, bad do you want something? It's true. You want to get on stage and give the, get, you know, the best look. Um, I knew you could do it. I just, I feel like I wanted to quit so, because it was so, so, so hard. I mean, you don't, you think about a diet. This is more than a diet. This is like, and I, by the way, like with my coach, our coach, because mm-hmm. you coach with her too, or you, um, you were her client as well at one point. You had to, didn't matter, holiday, weekend, every single day of the week, you had to text your weight to her every mm-hmm. single morning. You get up, you pee, you text your weight every morning. And if yeah. there was a variation, you had better have an explanation for it. Yeah. I literally lived in fear of this woman. <laughs> she's She is perfectly nice. She's not like she's a bad, but she was no nonsense. And that's, I guess that's the kind of coach that, you know, you need in these, in these instances. But I just, I wouldn't cheat because I was so afraid. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's, it's very, very intense. I think the food part is way more intense than the workouts for me personally. I mean, I didn't do the cardio because I got, I got, um, I got an excuse letter basically. (laughs) No, I didn't. But, um, I, the cardio with my condition, for some reason I do fine with weights, but with cardio, it would just take me out. It still does. I did yoga recently and it took me out the rest of the day. Cardio for some reason takes me out. So I asked you when you were like, I don't know, ask, ask your coach. And so she said, well, let's just see how you do. If you tighten, stay tight with your food, you might not need it. And I went the whole comp, which is like, or whole prep, which is unheard of without doing a stitch of cardio. I think I tried, but no, yeah, you tried once, but that really took, because so many of my clients would be, well, I can't do cardio or I need to work out harder. And I'd say, you know, my bikini girl has not done one day of car. Well, you did like maybe I tried it once. once. <laughs> I and I said, and she lost a pound a week every yeah, week. Every week. So yeah. it really kind of takes the excuse out of yeah. you have to do cardio. So yeah. I'm going to have to call, you know, bullshit on that yeah. one. Because I was, again, programmed to do cardio and I was doing cardio. God, since I'd started like 40 minutes of stair mill in the morning, 40 minutes of stair mill in the back end of the day with weight training in between for an hour to an hour and, and the a half. And dieting. Dieting. And then I'm working. So, and with kids. So it was, um, you really took the whole, you know, let's say wives tale. Like you don't have to do cardio to drop, you know, yeah. to drop weight. But yeah. that's all I knew. And I'm watching you and I'm like, well, no shit. I go, okay, she's proven the theory because I wasn't competing when you were. But I was like, God darn, if you don't have to do, you know, if you were so tight with your food and you didn't. Know. Maybe numbers, I'm like, maybe, but it could just be I, like genetically. I just was not my, because I had never been heavy. So I was only overweight for um, like two years. Like wasn't very long. I think maybe when you're someone that has held weight on longer, it, maybe you need that extra. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but I will tell you that because I couldn't do cardio, it was very much... 
um, emphasized to me by you and by my coach that um, you 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 cannot afford to mess up on your food, which I didn't. So, um, but I will say that with your um, so my type of food plans didn't really change during my prep. It was kind of the same thing that I had in that that first initial six months. It was just maybe a little a t- touch less calories. Uh, maybe a hundred gram, maybe a hundred calories less. I wasn't, it wasn't much less. Um, still though, um, I don't remember exactly what I ate. Oh, I think I started controlling my own diet. That's what it was. I stopped, I didn't do the food plans and that's when I started doing my own Excel spreadsheet. But this is v- very, I complain about my prep, but your preps up until your very last one where you had the same coach I had, your preps were the same food every day of your life without variation. What, what, what did, what were you assigned to eat? Oh, gosh. I think my first coaches, it was, well, I guess all my coaches, it was, you know, egg whites, four egg whites for breakfast. Um, then I'd get, um, God, what, uh, oatmeal. Oatmeal, yes. Or cream of wheat, I'm sorry. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot stomach the oatmeal. Cream of wheat, one packet of cream of wheat and some sugar-free jelly, one tablespoon. Mm-hmm. And then my next meal would be about 10 o'clock. I eat every like three hours. Right. And it was like four ounces of chicken breast, uh, Six ounces of broccoli, lunches, tilapia, same thing. Four ounces of tilapia, maybe half a cup of rice, protein shake after my workout, and a small banana, which we had to get straight because I would dig to the bottom of the bin to get the biggest banana. And he was just like, no, Lupe, you have to get it. So that great you're talking about? Yeah, great. And then I'd have um, same thing for dinner. It would be chicken or fish with the broccoli or a sweet potato. And it never changed. Every day. I ate that every day. I would take my food to restaurants and plop it on no. a salad plate. No. Well, everybody ate ribs and bread and things. And my, yeah. And you just, and everybody eat their food and they look at me and I'd be like, don't look at my food. You know, yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. You know, we're sitting your at gallon the table. And wa- the gallon of water. I'd have my gallon of water. Same. You'd walk around with this thing and people would just look at you so odd. I know. Um, but when you take off your jacket or, you know, if you're wearing your, you know, whatever clothes. I know, too bad they can't see your arms right yeah, now. Yeah. Dang it. They, they, they just see how lean you are yeah. and they're like, oh, she's, you know, obviously working out. Yeah. She has a special diet and they would leave me alone. Yeah. Um, and then Chris would order food. So, because yeah. um, I couldn't stop living my life with my family because I chose to do um, competitions and just yeah. trying to be, because you get hangry because, you know, I'm oh. a, I'm a, I love sweets. I yeah. love things, and they you just can't have them. And um, so it's it was really a balance of being not grumpy, you know, being mean to my my kids or my husband because I chose to do something. Yeah. So you hear competitors having like tantrums or being mean, and and I th- really thought I was probably grumpy in my first comp. I um, mean, I really kind of stood back and thought, you know what? I can't I can't take this out on anybody. Yeah. I'm choosing to do this, and I, I can't be mean to my kids or my husband. Um, because of this, it's yeah. just not okay. So I really had to check myself um, and really try to. I'm sure I still went off the deep end a few times with my husband, um, but I really, it's really hard with food because it's such a big part of our lives. It is. You don't realize you it. Know, everything we do. I mean, hey, let's go, um, let's go hang out and have a cup of coffee or whatever. Or everything's food and drink. I'm not a big wine drinker, but people go out to dinner parties and it's all food, 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 food. Yeah. So I just walk around with a glass of water, but nobody says anything because, again, I'm in shape. Yeah. But other people get so much pressure when I talk to my clients, well, I have to have a drink. I know. Why? I know. Well, because it's people, hard. you know, they get upset if I don't. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's their issue. Yeah, they judge you. You know, yeah. they judge you. And I'm like, well, you know, and I don't understand it because people don't 
People don't mess with you. People don't force food on me or things. I'm just like, no, I'm good. Yeah. And they leave me alone. But there is a lot of pressure for food and social engagements and birthdays. And my last prep with Holly, I started uh, a week before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Um, but she was so good because she gave me the meals. She, she I gave just me the macro, to, mm-hmm. yeah. She just said, okay, like 10 ounces of turkey, you know, a half a cup of this. And she still gave me my meal, um, but just heavy on the protein. So I still got to enjoy food. Um, but the old school, I wasn't. And you got a candy bar that I, you were sure to open at the gym in oh, front of everybody. Yeah, it was the best <laughs> ever. But my first uh, seven years, it was all old school. Yeah. And it was just, um, it gave me such amazing tools for weight training. I love the strength training. I love the discipline. Um, I love the changing of my body. It was so cool. I was like, it's very I, exciting. Yeah. If I yeah. did this and then I leaned out and I look like this, mm-hmm. I'm like, how cool is that? There has to be a payoff. Mm-hmm. There has to be like a goal I'm going mm-hmm. towards. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the point of that? Oh, yeah. I just yeah. don't, I, yeah. it's not attractive to me and I just walk away. Um, so it was so cool. But once I would walk off stage, you know, you do the training and everyone's like, oh, you look amazing. And you're like, oh, thank you. Um, you walk on stage, you, place whatever you do and then you walk off stage and it's all gone and you're just like but what do I do now so it's like yeah what do Mm -hmm. I do now because it was this build-up to this big day and you're you know everybody's like you're posing and there's so much attention and you're doing all this stuff for a a goal and now it's over and you're like and I go to my coach okay what do I do now well just go back to eating your food and come back to me when you want to do another competition well how much do I eat what do I do well eat whatever you want what does that mean and they would just Go, go live your life. Go do you. And I you would, didn't know how probably. Oh, gosh, no, because I'd been so strict. I'm a very compliant. Like, it's a very compliant. I do what I'm told. Um, but when you let me run free reign, oh, my God, it yeah. was insane. Yeah. It was and, insane. And it's like you really, um, your hunger hormones, which I think I talked <sighs> about in my last, in my my own episode, they are so out of whack. So you, you always feel hungry and you never feel full. Doesn't matter how much you eat. So you like as far as like off seasons go, the time in between the competitions, not just you, but competitors will oftentimes they will go off the rails, which ultimately is what you have. I think you've told me keeps kept you coming back over and over again. Did you always gain weight? In bet- I'm obviously you gain some weight because you can't stay that lean forever. But like what 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 would happen with you? Oh my goodness, I would walk off stage to a box of donuts. Mm-hmm. and Mexican food and I mean I was making up for lost time and I could I would never get full and I would just go at food like I, I I'd never eaten yeah and um I would still go to the gym but I would just consume so much food and I would never get full yeah and it was insane and I would go from I think my stage weight was probably 125 to 130 pounds mm-hmm. <sighs> within three months I was at 170 pounds wow easily easily it was no joke and at 10 at least 10 was you know fluids from all the yeah. overeating on the carbs but I was just out of control and people would see me in the gym and then you know we're really good at covering up because that's what we do as women we, we learn to hide mm-hmm. things and wear sweats and things so my clients they until just maybe three months ago one of my clients I used to work out with um, he came back to me and he showed me a picture because we used to work out together yeah. in the gym and a picture, I actually have one picture of me at 170 pounds <gasps> because nobody ever seen it. Is that the one you showed me? Yes, like, it is. Ago? Yeah. And I looked at this and I'm like, oh my God, I was so spiraling, out of control. Um, so you just feel so heavy. 
Um, and people would say, oh, you're look at all that muscle. You're getting swole. And I'm like, but I knew I was getting, you it was fat. It, yeah. And it was so unhealthy for me. Um, but I didn't understand food. And yeah. I didn't understand how much to eat or what to eat. And it was so confusing to me. Um, a carb and a fat and calories and, you know, how many calories are in a gram of fat. It was way over my mindset. Like my co- uh, one coach tried to explain to me the 35-35-30 ratio. <laughs> and I pretended like I knew, but yeah. I had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah, because back then that was before you really knew macros yeah, and knew, no. which is protein, carbs, fats, and having yeah. a ratio and knowing how, Yeah. So you were just accustomed to food, these food plans that were boring and bland. And they you would didn't just write it eat. on a piece of paper. Yeah. This is what you eat and nothing else. This is what you eat. It's it's Ugh. intuitive eating becomes like strange because it's like you for, don't know how to eat normally because, yeah, it's almost like you can't trust yourself. And, mm-hmm. and the whole idea of um, reverse dieting wasn't really a thing back then. No. Yeah. No. It you, was. You really warned me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they like yeah. heavily. It was really, it just, it's really confusing. Yeah, and just not understanding. Like I said, it just you don't know. And so many people, and they're like, "There's a balance." And you see these women, you know, and and, and it wasn't really big Instagram there, but Facebook and things, and they were just, you know, super lean all the time. And that you should be able to maintain this effortlessly and eat twenty two hundred calories. And I'm just like what am I doing wrong? I don't mm. understand. Mm. Um, but I just wasn't, my trainers at the time just didn't do it that way. Yeah. They just call it, you know, um, it's old school. It's just yeah, called, old, it's school, old school. Old school, yeah. Old school. And they just say, you know, and I'm like, but there's another way. Cause I'd see other people, look, they're eating like a cookie. Why can't I have a cookie? No, Lupe, no cookie. It's like religion. It's, it's yeah. like, it's almost like one or the other. Yeah. It's like their two sides are against mm-hmm. like politics. Like the two yeah. sides are against each other. Oh, very much so. And it's like team macro and then there's old school yeah, and they're like, yeah. old school's like, it's not broken. It's bro, like the bro diet, right? Mm-hmm. The bro, yeah. yeah. And it's like, don't fix the wheel. Um, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. But the wheel's broken. Yeah. Oh, well, for me anyway, yeah. it wasn't working for me it yeah. may work for many women but for me it, I couldn't see myself eating tilapia and broccoli for the rest of my life oh my gosh. and and that was it like very strict and if I didn't I would blow up like a puffer fish yeah. so it was just personally for me and my clients couldn't do it either they mm-hmm. would do it maybe two weeks and they're like loopy because that's all I knew and they would flail and they would fail and then mm-hmm. I would feel like I'm failing them and um, it was just very, it was very hard. And yeah. it's something I'm glad I learned how to do it. Um, it gave me what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and I hired three, I've had three trainers and they all gave me amazing gifts of mm-hmm. just how to train differently, um, how to, you know, work my bodies in different ways. And I love them for everything they've given me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the food was the key for me to really, um, to, that I rolled, fell, you know, I fell into Holly, you know, yeah. Holly, you know, seeing coach, me working yeah. out and she's seen me out of control. She's seen me at my biggest, and she's seen how unhappy and depressed, you know, yeah. I was depressed. And this was my world now, because, again, I wasn't playing soccer anymore. And I was like, well, you know, if I have to do another competition because I have to look like a trainer because I clearly don't look like a trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a mess. And and my kids were watching me go up and down, my daughters, mostly my daughters, because yeah. I had two teenage daughters. Mm-hmm. And they're watching mommy get really lean and then you know, blow up like a puffer fish. Dieting all the time. Yeah, yeah. so it, that was, I'm sure, in my mindset then was that wasn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I walked away from competing, actually. I just said, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. And um, I did poorly at nationals. I did poorly. And I think that was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I spent like $6,000 to go to nationals. And I didn't, you know, I did in place, which was fine. But, you know, they were like, we want bigger back, bigger shoulders. They wanted bigger. And I'm just like, you know... I think I'm good. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. This is not for me anymore. Um, I'm done. 
And then I blew up like a puffer fish. Mm-hmm. And then a Holly, she seen me in the gym and she was like, Loopy, there's another way. And I'm like, Holly, your way doesn't work for me. I'm different. I'm special, you know. <laughs> I'm special. Which and you hear all the time. Yes, your I'm special. I'm not like everybody else. And it took about three months and of me being sad. And my husband would see. And he was like, you should reach out to Holly. You should reach out to Holly. And so I finally said, okay, I will drink your Kool-Aid. What do I do? And, and she knew I was very compliant. And she goes, I'm going to make you meal plans. What do you like to eat? And I'm like, huh? And she goes, tell me the food you like. And she gave me my first meal plan. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I can eat this food and lose weight. And she was like, yes, I promise. Do what I say. And I was like, okay, I will drink this Kool-Aid. And over the course, I had a seven-month prep because mm-hmm. I started at 100. So you decided one last competition. Yes. I said, okay, I will do one yeah. more. I will do one more competition with you. Show me your way. And I went from 170 to um, maybe I was the high 160s to 117 pounds when I walked on stage. But it was the easiest weight I'd ever lost in my life. And the strength training, that just came. I love the hardness of that. But it was the food. And and my journey, my daughter was struggling with her weight. And she was like 220-ish. And um, having food delivered, which I didn't know they did that at the time, Mm -hmm. Um, brownie brittle and things. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? You know, Mm -hmm. this is not a good way. So we showed her, you know, I gave her a meal plan. She started doing these meal plans with me. And she started losing weight and feeling more confident in things and started her weight loss journey. Um, And like I said, I got to 117 and effortlessly it was really besides the one fluff up that i did yeah (laughs) yeah which i actually do want to talk about it um (laughs) want to see hold on oh yeah that's coming up on my notes here so um i would just say that the irony of all that you know because i want to point this out if it's not already obvious the irony is that you look extremely fit and healthy and all of those things but um it's actually incredibly unhealthy so it's like it is ironic because I mean, it's well, also too, it's a very, you always tell me it's a very selfish sport because it's all about you, 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 you. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's not like, it's how, I mean, it's the hormones, right? Is that really where the unhealthy comes in, in metabolism? Um, a lot of bone density. Bone you density. really start to lose a lot. I mean, your hormones change. You don't have a period any longer. Nope. Um, you do, you are actually mal, you're, 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 mal, you're not malnutritioned, but you're just so low in body fat that it's just not healthy for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. You're not as strong as you were. I used Even to, though you look like you are. You look amazing. Um, you look like on the magazines, but you're the weakest. And That's I mean, so I would have to take caffeine. In the beginning, all caffeine was taken away from me. And I'm like, well, pre-workouts and things. And I'm like, no, Holly took everything away. She was like, no. And I'm like, well, why not? And she goes, because when you are down to 120 pounds we need to then introduce caffeine into you you're gonna need it you're gonna need it and i didn't understand that because i'd never done it this way yeah so i said okay so she waited till i got to a certain body weight and then she goes okay now we need to add you know just a little bit of caffeine you know and it was just a little bit so she was very very cautious of just a little bit and that's all i really needed yeah because i still needed to get through my workouts which were still very hard and it, it didn't matter um and i trained by myself but it was, you know, she'd say, you have to do this, this, and this. And they were just grueling. And it was just what you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the food, again, I didn't, it was hard, but not because the training was always the training. The food was the key that was my last component. Yeah. So it made it easy, easiest prep I've ever done. Yeah. Easiest by far. Um, yeah, it, may, it, it helps when you don't feel deprived. Yes. Because you, they're into, I mean, you, 
the whole thing is like, and I've talked about this in my episode, it, it's the, what do they say? It's, it's if it fits your macros is like mm-hmm. the, what they call that, if it fits your macros. So basically you get your ratio of like protein, carb, like I think I had 160 protein, 134 carbs and like very low fat, like 28 grams of fat. It was very, very low. Um, that was my ratio. So as long as I, those are gram or yeah, grams. Sorry. I'm like, so as long as my day fit into this, I, as long as I met all of those, like that's what I, that's what I had to do. So, I mean, as long as you can fit a candy bar in that somewhere and you don't go over, you're allowed to eat it. Yeah, like it, that, that's the whole thing. You, you don't, you don't as much feel deprived, but that doesn't mean you're not so low in body fat by the end that you're not going to have these cravings because cravings when, I mean, it puts pregnancy cravings to shame. I mean, really, I feel like, like they don't, they don't hold a candle to the cravings you have when you're in prep. So I'm going to ask Luba if she wants to tell the story. She hasn't told very many people this story. Uh, I can cut it out if you don't want it. I'll share this. Are you sure? I'll share this. It's, I, I think it I'm was, like the first person you told years think, ago because I was knee deep in prep. You're like, I'm going to tell you something I've never told anyone. And you told me the story and I make you tell yeah. to your clients all the yeah. time okay and, good and once again when i got the response from you like you weren't judging me no i was that, i was like it's, i was comforted i know but but coming from being a competitor and like everybody again looking at you like oh my god you're the epitome of health how can i tell my dirty secret like yeah. everyone thinks you're perfect and you're not perfect right but it was still i don't know i was just i didn't again i don't even know if i've ever told my husband um my coach definitely didn't know That's all for part one of this episode. The story continues in part two and is available now.